Faith and I'm with Blue Bonnet. <laughs> My name is Faith and I'm with Blue Bonnet Home. And today we are talking to Brooks Hagee from Collectible Brooks. How are you doing? Hey Faith, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you on too. How's the weather in San Antonio? Oh my gosh, it has just been such a hot summer. I think we were 104 today and I looked at the uh, weather for the next couple weeks and it's still going to be in the hundreds. So I'm kind of ready for this to start cooling off a little bit. Well, you are, I would consider you an antique collector and dealer of blue and white chinoiserie. Mm -hmm. Would you, would you say that that is an accurate description? Yes. So um, I have an online shop called Collectible Brooks and I source um, vintage and antique pieces, just home decor, you know, classic pieces, uh, chinoiserie and Staffordshire and um, classic blue and white. I also have, I also source um, new like antique style uh, blue and white porcelain um, that are, you know, it's always such a, a nice touch to a house, but I also carry um, a a bit of that in my shop as well. So the blue and white mm -hmm. is, is really, um, has come, has had like this big comeback and it makes me very excited because one of the top things that I express to my clients when I go into their home is they need to add a little personality, mm -hmm. a little bit of interest. And so I don't want them to go to Hobby Lobby <laughs> Right. And buy everything there. I don't want them to go to home goods and buy everything there. I want them to fall in love with the piece. And so that's when, when I see you on Instagram, when I see your website, when I see that these things that you are sourcing and collecting, those are the kind of objects that I'm always trying to direct my clients right. to. Is... Pieces to mean something um, to your, to the homeowner. Um, I grew up surrounded by blue and white. My mom was a huge collector. She loved blue and white. I swore I was never going to, you know, collect blue and white or anything else. Um, but I think we do kind of turn into our moms. And, you know, in my twenties, I started collecting blue and white pieces that, you know, meant something to me. Um, that I would collect, like uh, find on a trip, or you know something that wasn't just picked up at a at Home Goods, like you said. Um, and then I just became a collector of blue and white, and um, then it kind of turned into you know that that hobby of collecting just somehow turned into a little side business for me. So you you actually uh, that sounds funny. You actually have a job outside the home. You have a job, a full time job, outside the home, and then you have collectible Brooks as yep. a whole nother. Right. So we call collectible Brooks. Um, it's my passion career. I'm actually a pediatrician, which I love. And I'm just, you know, so honored to um, be a part of my kids' lives that I take care of and their, and their parents and just taking care of the family. Um, it's just been such an important thing for me. I've been a pediatrician now. I'm on my um, 18th year with Northeast Pediatric Associates. Um, but um, yes, but Collectible Brooks is kind of a passion of mine um, just because I love collecting and it's always, um, you know, been a part of my home and my family. So it's just um, quite special. So you would say that you got started by your mother, just inspiring yeah. you? Mm -hmm. So my, my mother, she's passed, um, but growing up, um, I have these very vivid memories of going with her and my grandmother um, all I was, I grew up in Knoxville and we would 
every weekend go antiquing. And so as a very young child, I was being, you know, dragged through, um, you know, these dusty antique stores. And I found it all, you know, pretty interesting, but that's not what you really want to do as a, as a kid. Um, they also used to take me to the um, the antique auctions, and so we would be sitting. Wow. In those, I know we would be sitting in those um, those rooms, and everybody's smoking because it's like late seventies, early eighties. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like waving the smoke away, and my mom's like, Brooke, stop waving. They're gonna think you're bidding. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, and I look back at that memory, like, what was she thinking? <laughs> so what sparked your passion? Like, what was that? What was that jumping off point from it being just a hobby to now becoming a business? Well, um, I really just love the idea of someday this probably won't happen, but you know, having a little brick and mortar antique store. Oh, I think it would I happen. I know. It's just, it's one of those. Oh, you know, I think it will. will. I think well, it maybe, will. We'll see. And maybe when I retire, that can do it. That can be it. But you know, I've got a family. <laughs> And my husband's like, um, you can't quit being a pediatrician right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, and I was like, well, I just love, you know, being around these pieces. And I think I can help other people grow their collections. And this is something really important to me. And he's like, well, why don't you, you know, start it online? And it was actually him. And he even came up with my, with my um, shop name and everything. Uh, um, I love, I, first of all, I love your shop name. Thank you. And Second of all, I love your name. So this is a two-part compliment. Hopefully you'll find it as a compliment. So um, Brooks is on my baby name list. Like, Aww. love it. Our daughter's name is Sailor. So Brooks is like a water name, boy or girl. I just love oh, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so I have to know the backstory to your name. So, well, my parents told me that they almost named me Maud. So what? no offense to anybody out there who is named Maude, but you know, in the movie, Harry and Maude was very popular, yes. but there was this great aunt out there and apparently, and I have red hair, apparently she had red hair as well. And so when I was born, they looked at me and they're like, nope, she has to be Brooks. So um, thankfully uh, my husband said, I would not have married you if your name was Maude. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Well, I was talking to my sister the other day. She gave, she came by on Sunday and gave me a surprise visit, which was very sweet. That's a whole nother podcast in itself, mm -hmm. um, but not to get sidetracked. And I was telling her about my, about getting to talk to you. And she goes, well, who are you, you know, who are you going to um, interview? And I said, Brooks. And she goes, Brooks, that is such a sexy name. And I said, I know it is such oh. a hot girl's name. And yeah. she is adorable. Yeah. She was like, faith like I really like that name and we were just Aww. we just sat there and talked about your name for full five minutes That's and I wish she could have been on to to talk with you with me but mm -hmm. you know she's a recruiter yeah. for Southwest Airlines so she's so cool. she's she's busy yeah now my first name is Elizabeth but my mom was Elizabeth too so she but she was Libby and so they had to you know they named me after the great aunt who was Esther Brooks um, and so they took the Brooks and, oh, she has to be a Brooks. And, um, but I've always been a middle named kid, which is, you know, has always been fun, which my husband is a middle named kid too, but we made sure that both our kids were first named kids. <laughs> I'm a middle named kid. Yes. But I, cho I chose that. I chose uh -huh. that when I was 13. I just, when we moved, I made the decision not to go by Jennifer ever anymore because everybody mm -hmm. in 1977, that's was Jennifer. And so when we moved, I thought, well, I'll go by my middle name Faith because mm -hmm. that feels right yeah. but my dad's a middle name kid uh -huh. so 
I love, I love it. I love your name. Oh, just, thank you. It's so pretty. Do you have any of your favorite places that you like to shop? Cause you're in San Antonio. So do you just stay in your little bubble or do you travel out? So like for sourcing for my shop, um, I mostly go to estate sales and, um, try to get there as early as I can before all the good stuff is gone. Um, so that's what I do for my, for, um, my shop. Now, every once in a while, you know, some of those pieces are going to end up in my own collection. So I can also <laughs> yeah. source from estate sales, but I like to go. And unfortunately in San Antonio, a lot of our antique stores have, have closed, which is um, kind of sad, but you know, with the pandemic, um, I think it's been more difficult um, for those shops to, to stay open. But um, I love to go to Round Top to the antique fair there and go with some girlfriends. And it's always so fun. You never know what you're going to find. You'll get a whole day's uh, worth of exercise. And um, as you go from, it's just such a big place. I don't, you've been Faith to Round Top? So one of my girlfriends lives down in LaGrange mm -hmm. and I have been several times to see her and I'm going to cough. Hold on one second. <laughs> so sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna have to take a sip of something. I knew that that was going to happen. It's so hot here. I know. Oh, well, everybody understands. It's the heat of the summer. Um, one of my girlfriends lives in LaGrange, and I have come to see her several times. And she knows everything, knows the complete stopping mm -hmm. ground. So when I go and see her, I usually travel up either a week or two before mm -hmm. because the regular vendors are already there and they're already mm -hmm. set up. There's no traffic jam you don't have to pay for parking and you can just get in there because people want to sell their stuff right and if they're even if they're setting up they'll they would rather sell it than be it be sitting out there in the sunlight yes. so if you ever want to go down there I'll meet you we can go stay with Janie Janie would love for us to come stay with her she's it's, it's she's a, a delightful host that would be wonderful yes yeah. so I, I love LaGrange I like shopping the fields I don't like mm -hmm. to go in to the new buildings so much yeah. I like to uh, when I go, I'm going to dig, so, so to speak. Yeah, well, I did the fields for the first time ever this year. Um, I went with Christelle, my friend, um, also style and brunette. And so yes. it, it was a lot of digging. It was a lot of fun. Yes. How did you guys meet? Oh, at an antique store of all places. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. Is she in San Antonio as well? Yes. Yeah, it was um, a couple of years ago. And we were at this antique store that has since closed. Um oh. And we, I was watching her and she was going through all this like gold flatware. And I was just like, what is she doing? And, um, you know, we just struck up a conversation because I was like, gosh, that's really pretty. And, and so we just started talking and we've been friends ever since. And we, you know, have a love of vintage that we share. And um, I'm always asking her about like Instagram and what do I do? And how do you, how do you get seen? You know, she's my go-to girl. And we're talking about the styling brunette for those mm -hmm. of you that don't know. And what is her name? Christelle Powell. She just got married last year. Yes, she was getting married. She does the cute little Shinrossi um, tennis shoes, right? Yes, yes. Yes. She's she's a breath of fresh air. She's real sweet. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so you guys met at an antique store, and then y'all mm -hmm. just like hit it off. That's yeah. the best place to meet people is going to estate sales <laughs> and garage sales and stuff because you meet like minded people. Exactly. We need like our own little secret society of a club. Do right. you have, do you have like one piece that you're really searching for right now? You already know my piece that I'm searching for because I post it every time you post anything. I'm like umbrella stand. 
umbrella stamp oh, every time. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, Faith, I feel like um, I feel like I should not collect anymore at this point. That my house is full. I think I need a new house actually, so I can collect more pieces. I've run out of. <laughs> the Lord is going to have to provide you a store frontage on the town square that where you can live and work in for your husband to be like, okay, Brooks. I know. It's a go. So no more collecting. You're going to push. We got well, they do, end up, they, they do end up in my, in my collection. Those pieces every once in a while. I'm like, I just, there are those pieces that I come across that I've never in a hundred years imagined I would find. And they're so unique and beautiful. And I'm like, I think I have to keep these. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, of course I can always, you know, later um, put them, list them, but sometimes I just find these pieces and I'm like, I'm so sad to let them go. And I mean, there was, <laughs> my daughter likes to go sourcing with me and we had been down um, at some antique um, shops down um, in San Antonio. And we had found this darling um, music box. And it was actually, it was like a little pagoda and it um, had these geishas. It was small. It was like maybe four inches tall. And it, it was in perfect condition. It had wind up music and had yeah. little scenes of cherry blossoms and geishas. And it was so cute. And, um, and it was marked, um, you know, made in the people's Republic of China. And I listed it, I sold it. And my daughter still to this day talks about that music box and she, how she cannot believe I sold it. <laughs> it like hurts me. Oh my goodness. That is so sweet. Well, you like instilled this little passion inside of her. I hope so. Just like my mom did, even though I didn't think that that was going to be, I was never going to be a, um, a knickknack collector. And now I'm like queen of the knickknacks. Well, I wouldn't say yours is like a knicky knacky because your pieces are more substantial and okay. you do have a collection where you're putting them in like groups. So it's not like you're a hoarder house where it's just like, it has no rhyme or reason. It's visually pleasing to the eye, the way that you have them collected. So I don't think you crossed over okay. to like the dark side or anything. It is, it, is, it is a little bit of a fine line though, between being a collector and, you know, being a hoarder too. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone that's wanting to start to collect pieces? Well, um, as far as blue and white pieces, um, my mother-in-law gave me some really great advice a couple of years ago. Um, or really probably when Chris and I first got married, but she knew I loved blue and white. And she said, you know, the best thing you can do to grow your collection is you can have a couple antique pieces, but you can mix in, you know, the new reproductions as well. Nobody will ever know. And so that has really stuck with me through the years. And um, I do have some, you know, older antique pieces, but I mix in the blue and the newer blue and white. And, and I think it looks really pretty. I like to group them as a little collection. And I know this is such a shocker, but um, I have blue and white in probably every room in our house. <laughs> <laughs> you do have blue and white in, in just about every room in your house. And you mm -hmm. mentioned that you know all the paint colors in your house. I now, okay, so that's something that I've never talked about with a guest before. And I was wondering if you could maybe humor me on maybe like, you know, a little verbal tour of the paint colors in your house. What do you think? Sure, sure. I um, I love um, hearing about paint colors and learning about paint colors. I've been listening to some of your podcasts too, and I think it's just fascinating um, when you, especially like if you start talking about the different whites and this one um, is going to look better with this color. And so it just fascinates me. I love beautiful homes and classic homes. So um, I yes, 
our house is the exterior is actually um, Amherst gray. Are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. Is that a Benjamin Moore color? It's a Ben Moore, yeah. That's why yeah. I know. I know Sherwin Williams colors inside and out. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Moore. Um, I'm just getting my like ankles wet with Benjamin Moore. Mm -hmm. So, and they have like three fan decks in their color kit. It's a very in-depth color kit. So no, I don't know. It's Amherst Gray is the exterior. And you have an historic house, it looks like, right? Well, our house was built in 1941. Oh my goodness, it's mm -hmm. so cute. And it's interesting because we use the same color, the Amherst Gray in our kitchen um, for our island. And it looks totally different. Like it looks much more green in our kitchen mm -hmm. and our um, outside exterior is very like classic gray. Yes. So it's, it's, it's more really like a, it's more like a classic slate mm -hmm. gray on the outside and the inside, probably because you're, you're lighting it, it pulls more green, which I find it more interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a beautiful color. I love it. So what color are your kitchen cabinets? They are actually, I think you don't like this color very much, but it works snowbound. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's good though. That's good. I people swear by it and they love snowbound. Mm -hmm. And I think you should always give a color a chance, but um, it is a very finicky color. So if you can get it in your home and we know it's going to look like a crisp white and it's mm -hmm. not plain it pink, then, then you, then you did it right. Yes. It's a, it's a great bright white for me. Um, we love it. That's good. Okay. So what other colors do you have in your house? So our like main, and so if I had to redo our house today, I probably would do our main rooms, one of those whites, you know, I think that it tends to kind of show off your blue and white better. Mm -hmm. um, but our house, we moved in, um, my daughter is 12, so 12 years ago. And so it's not one of those, you know, beigey, boring gray, um, gray browns, but we use um, Revere Pewter as our main color. Review Pewter is such a nice, polished, stony gray, mm -hmm. yep. and, and it looks really good with Snowbound, as it looks really good with Chantilly Lace. That's Benjamin Moore colors. So, it and it's adaptable, but it's mm -hmm. it's more of a taupey gray than, like, almost a like cold a battleship gray, yeah, right? Almost like a putty color, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, I love Benjamin Moore colors. They're so pretty. So, in your home, you have a mixture of different paint lines mm -hmm. and different colors. Is there any room in your house where you've experimented with color? Well, um, I think our living room is really, um, as far as like the furnishings, the textiles, I have really brought in a lot of turquoise and some pink and orange. And I think that um, I, I just love how that looks against the, and the rear pewter is in there as well. And it's really a neutral in there, but I like, um, I really have used turquoise a lot in the living room and, and also throughout the house um, as well. But I think that um, using that turquoise color and I used it as like a bold, larger uh, Greek key um, fabric on our, on our accent chairs. And I think that that really catches your eye when you walk in, it's something, um, it's, it's a really nice, um, t pop of color. Oh, well, I love, so our, I love mixing colors with the blue and white. So in our formal living and dining, I have Oyster Bay at 75% on 
on the walls and then the trim is creamy so it's like that rich southern color Mm -hmm. on the walls and then the blue and white pops against it but my blue and white has to me has to pull more of navy than that indigo Mm -hmm. if that make if that makes sense and so but I have found that blue and white goes with so much more than just blue and white oh right I know you can pair blue and white with like everything medallion oh it looks and majolica and florentine I mean that's just I love to mix all those different patterns and textures in our house because blue and white goes with everything it does go with everything I mean in my living room, I've got the blue and white with that. Um, I would say it's more like a blue, green, gray color. Mm-hmm. Some some can do it with like a sage green or a forest green or a Kelly green or mm-hmm. orange oh, or pink it's or pink. ballet pink or red. I mean, like the list goes on and on. And when I first started getting attracted to blue and white, I, I thought, oh, it's too bold of a color for me. And then once I incorporated it in my house, I realized it really, it feels more like a neutral than it feels like a bold color. Blue and white should be its own color. Yes. And for the, do you want to describe what we mean when we say blue and white? Yes. So blue and white, I mean, it's, it's not just in, you know, porcelains or, um, but it's, it is a color combination. To me, I feel like blue and white almost is mimics nature. It's like, you know, the sky and the clouds and water and uh, ocean and waves. I mean, you see it so much. And I think it's such a a calming, um, classic combination to bring in your home. And I mean, it can be porcelain, it can be um, fabric, textiles. um, And it just, it's such a classic combination that I think people have been obsessed with it for centuries at this point. It is. And what I didn't realize was that these things that we are attracted to, it's been around for centuries, as you've said. So when you get into it and you're like, oh, this is really lovely. And then you learn the history behind it, which my dear Brooks, you have the video and you've posted it again on your Instagram and you tell the story about blue and white and you tell the story about blue willow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I've watched that video. I don't know how many times because it's yeah. so informative. I love it when you give us these little history lessons into mm-hmm. these pieces because you know, they have history. It's we know old. they're old, but it's fascinating really. I mean, I think, um, you know, if you think about it, I think going back like to the ancient Egyptians and they felt like blue and white combination together was like immortality and power. And then, you know, it was a sign of prosperity um, during the mid- medieval ages when um, people couldn't afford, you know, those rich cobalt blues unless they, um, you know, had enough um, money. And so I think that blue and white people have just loved and really been drawn to that color combination. It's such a it's such a beautiful color combination. I didn't realize that my mom had blue and white porcelain. Um, until they moved into this more recent house and I was looking at these plates and I go, she goes, Oh, well, these were a gift and, and the, they're Delft blue and, mm, and they Delft, a whole history yeah. behind it. And yeah, I had no, yeah. so I've been living, I've been living with it and had no clue, <laughs> but for um, one of my favorite things 
is the Staffordshire dogs. Mm-hmm. And the ones with the baskets in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, I, have, I have those too. <laughs> I don't have one with a basket yet. Well, I do, but it's not a Staffordshire. It's a Flitz and Floyd. But uh, Fitz and Floyd, Flitz and Floyd. Anyways, it's it's that brand. So is there a, is there a way to go about how to choose which Staffordshire dog you want to choose? Like what are some good tips and tricks for when you're out there shopping? So honestly, I don't come across um, Staffies very often because I think people love them and they hold on to them or they pass them um, down. I have been to, you know, several estate sales where those are the first pieces to go if there are any. Um, I think they're highly collectible. They're so cute. They're, it's always such a fun addition um, to a house. And our, our pair of the white confetti poodle Staffordshire dogs um, with the baskets um, oh. sit on, my, on our mantle. And because they're mantle dogs. I, they're so cute. They're so cute. My daughter loves them. And every time I buy a set, She's like, it's going to go in my room, right, Mama? And I'm like, no, this one's not going in your room. So I, so now I need to get her. She has one, but I need to get her a set. So they're just so darling. And we know the array of color combinations that they come in are very traditional, but there is a purple version and a blue version. Right. So, And those are usually the newer ones, mm-hmm. which are so fun. And I mean, they're much more affordable than, you know, buying the large 10 inch antique um, Staffordshire dog. So they make some really cute um, uh, newer reproductions of those. I actually have a pink pair in my shop right now. Oh, you do? Uh, they're, they're really cute. I have a, I have a blue pair at home with pink bows mm-hmm. on them. I do put bows around their necks sometimes oh, yes. for different holidays just to jazz them up. And when I go to people's houses and somebody has a set, I'm like, Ooh, we're going to get along. We like yeah. the same things. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like when you go, <laughs> yes, you're like, Ooh, that person's got good taste. Exactly. Cause you're like, Ooh, they like the same things I like. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Do you have any, so what would you say is your favorite piece to collect? Well, I think blue and white, but I love, um, my house is filled with, um, blue and white, obviously. And then, um, rose medallion. I have a pretty, substantial rose medallion collection um i have antique plates in our living room as a wall collection and then i have um in our secretary cabinet i have a lot of um like unique pieces that that i don't see very often like um tiny little miniature um jars and some um what else do i have in there um cool little vases um different size different shape plates that you don't see very often and so I have that collection in there. So Rose Medallion is probably one of my favorite um, things to collect. I love the colors. I love, um, I mean, they're all hand painted and just really vibrant colors. And um, so I love that. Um, I love Majolica. So we have a small little collection of that. And then I have, um, I also collect Florentine. I have a, a plate wall with that as well. Yeah. So your husband's like, no more collecting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like no more collecting. So do you like something in? 
do you do like the one in one out kind of situation or is it like one step forward two steps back yeah so sometimes I'll have to you know if I buy this for myself I'm gonna have to make room and probably list a piece out of my personal collection so we need to help you reduce your collection so then you can buy more stuff is what I'm saying yes so everybody needs to go to your Instagram (laughs) and they, and they, but your website is collectiblebrooks.com. Okay. Yeah. So my Instagram is at collectiblebrooks. My website is collectiblebrooks.com. So I always, you know, I have sales every Saturday, um, but not this Saturday because we're picking our kids up from camp, but I have sales Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And so that's when all the new vintage um, is, is live. Um, but I always have, you know, other vintage available and also the, the classic blue and white, um, uh, antique style blue and white porcelain. So when you do your live sale, is that on Instagram and you'll showcase it and people can purchase it right there in the comments? Or is it when you're just like letting everybody see, Hey, this is what's going up on the website and you go to the website. But mostly it's a, um, all the pieces just um, become available on the website on Saturdays. Now, twice a year or so, um, Christelle Style and Brunette and I will get together and do a live um, sale where we're actually live on Instagram. And that's when you like comment in the comments mine. Um, but that's, it's, it's a lot more work. And mm-hmm. um, so we usually just try to do that a couple times a year. It's fun to do. And we hear lots of great feedback. People like that that um style of sale but i can't do that every weekend so yes i do my um just once a week saturdays the here's the new stuff go shop it's all pretty and i can attest to the shipping i have a blue and white ginger jar that came from you Mm -hmm. i have a video on my youtube and my Mm -hmm. instagram and tiktok if anybody wants to see it of me unpackaging you are you are the most amazing packer and shipper there there was nothing was going to penetrate that jar it was pristine when I got it I have 100% confidence in your shipping department well thank you I take a a great pride in um shipping my packages I mean I I um you know I I um wrap them as well as I can but every once in a while, I will tell you, it doesn't happen very often, but UPS sometimes has its way with um, those packages. So stuff sure. does happen, but I do everything in my power to, if you threw the box, you know, 10 feet, it should not break even. No, I, no, you wrapped it so good. I was Thank like, you. oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and it was such, it, I love it. It's so, it's such a beautiful ginger jar. Okay. So collectible Brooks. You're on Instagram, and then your website is collectiblebrooks.com. Yes. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? No, this has just been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on, Brooks. It was good talking to you. All right. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Bye.